welcome to Film Fam Inspired by True Events. I'm Heather. I'm Brian. And I'm Zoe. And we're the Greys. We're your Film Fam. For today's companion mini-sode to our Mean Girls episode, we are so excited to be talking to Olivia Ray, NYU Tisch student and Zoe's roommate. Hi, Woo. welcome to the podcast, Olivia. Hi, this is my first time actually being on, but I've heard all of them from Zoe's perspective. For today's mini-sode, Zoe is our expert on being a homeschooled teen girl, and Olivia is an expert on being a public schooled teen girl. They're 20 now, but they're the closest we have teen girls. <laughs> I'm still a teen girl. I'm 19. Oh, it's still um, a teen. So she's more of an expert, Zoe. Well, Zoe, you've been a teen. Is that right? Um, yes, I was. I was 18. I was 19 for a whole year. Uh, Whoa, and- <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> when is your birthday, Olivia? I'm a cancer. I'm July 19th. Okay, so you still have a good ways until you're a, not a teen anymore. So live it up. I guess you guys don't care when my birthday is. You don't care to ask? No. We do not care. Not even a little bit. No. <laughs> don't expect a present because we don't know. Oh. Go ahead. You are a what? What's your sign? You don't know my. For the audience. I- I'm an Aquarius, everybody. The my age of Aquarius. Yeah, I am. My birthday is February third. Okay, so your name is Zoe Gray, and your your birthday is February third. What is your mother's maiden name? And your favorite pet's name? And the last four of your social security. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm a Leo, which I think is pretty obvious. Even though I don't really believe in astrology, I'm still super Leo. I mean, it's true. I do not pay any attention to astrology, and yet, I'm a Capricorn. Yeah, and I think that checks out. Yeah, except That's my how understanding Capricorns always are. My understanding is I'm actually not a Capricorn because when these were put into place, they were assigned dates. Uh, some, you know, th- this month, this month, this month. Uh, they're assigned dates, and they're assigned stars that are in a certain portion of the sky. Since that happened, stars have drifted. And I think I'm actually an Aquarius by they the original gave them definition. them new ones, but I am not ready to let go of the identity I formed around being an Aquarius. So I, I'm going to call myself like an Old Testament um, Zodiac. Uh, I'm actually also a non-believer, but an Old, old Zodiac follower uh, because I'm still an Aquarius and I don't believe in that. What am I going to do if I'm I'm not a Cancer? Can I not cry anymore? Because that's my entire personality is crying because that's all that Cancers do. The next one after Cancer is Leo. Oh, you can still cry, but you might beat people <laughs> up first and then cry second. Actually, that does fit me. So maybe <laughs> this is so this is a preview of what I learned as a homeschooler. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, and I've never told you this, Zoe, is when I was growing up, my mom was really into astrology. She would buy me the Leo astrology book for the whole year that told you your horoscope every single day of the year. That was my one of my main wow. presents every year for my birthday. And then when she got a computer, one of the first things she did was do like a really hardcore astrology printout for me. <laughs> oh, a printout. With all my star signs. Yeah, on like that paper, Brian, that had like holes on the edge, both edges. Oh, oh, tractor feed printer paper. Yes. Whoa. Yeah, I'm in here with blank expressions. No, no. I, a, I know oh, what yeah. that is. I just didn't know it had printer. a name. 
with all the loud every every line that it prints. I had too much astrology and stuff like that, and pyramids and (laughs) crystals in my childhood. I'm sorry, you just you had pyramids. Yeah, yeah. You don't have any pyramids. We didn't give Zoe enough pyramids in her childhood. (laughs) That's a different episode. Someday we'll we'll do a movie about New Ageism, and then I'll talk about my whole weird New Age childhood. You could, if you want to do one about pyramids, talk about the mummy, the recent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the true story that inspired the mummy. The mummy is always first movie. Mummy Returns. Oh, the mummy returns. How old was I? We very irresponsibly brought you as an infant into a movie theater. Three weeks old or something. With all of like its that. loud sound right in your ears, but it knocks you right out. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like a good that's indicative of like how I, you know, the mummy at age three weeks, Jaws at age, you know, like eight. Uh, <laughs> it's well, a, a natural progression. Do you remember us taking you to see M. Night Shyamalan's Lady in the, the Water? Village? Oh, Lady in the Water. Was that it? Oh. Yes. I, re- I remember and I was afraid. That but was also, the last... I think I fell asleep maybe a little. <laughs> that was the last movie we could take you to. And after that, you stopped falling asleep. But when you were three... Three weeks old until that movie, whenever that movie came out, we just took you all the time and you'd immediately fall asleep. You'd be under a blanket on your mom's lap and you would just sleep through the whole movie. We took you to the movies like every other week. I was going to say that's so nice, but that actually sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Having to go to the movies with a baby. You're not you're not ready for that yet. Good. You're 19. No, I'm OK. <laughs> Thank you, though, for checking. I'm going to ask questions um, that I have that I found on the internet that homeschoolers have for public school kids and that public school kids have for homeschoolers. And mostly I found questions that public school kids had for homeschoolers, like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Do you even care about going to college? I mean, I ask Zoe what's wrong with her, but I don't think that's because she's homeschooled. I think it's just because she's Zoe. This is a facet of my personality. Well, let's start with that one. Zoe, what's wrong with what you? What is wrong with you? I am an Aquarius. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this first question is for Olivia. Olivia, if you weren't paying attention in class, what would you be doing instead? Oh, I was an avid doodler in class. Um, I... However, never got called out for it. A lot of my teachers were actually very uh, pleased with the doodles, which is an anomaly uh, for public schools. But um, I'd have teachers say like, oh, this is beautiful, like amazing. And one time I was not doing well on a chemistry final and thought I was going to fail. So in an attempt to bribe my teacher to give me a good grade, I drew a picture on the final being like, maybe she'll give me a better grade. She didn't. I got like, a B. <laughs> but yeah. And you're an artist doodle. now. You're you're a great artist now. I've seen a lot of your art. She's she's a she's a very good artist. She designed posters for shows. She has done like commissions for people. She's humble. So Zoe, can you say a little bit about what your homeschooling experience like? Can you sum it up um, like you do for people when they ask you about it? Oh, so homeschooling is interesting and fun because you get to pull classes from all different places. Like I, like I said, like, well, since I moved around, I was in California, then Indiana, then in Philadelphia. When I was a teenager, it was Philadelphia. So I'll talk about that. Um, I had a homeschooling group with other people my age where we would do stuff like Model UN, Odyssey of the Mind, 
like poetry and history classes. Um, I would do like math and science online. I would take some college courses. I would have like a, a tutor for piano um, and voice. It was really a hodgepodge of different things. But the thing that was nice for me was that, I mean, I never had to, I didn't really have doodling time because I, if I finished something, I could just right then kind of move on because I was the only person setting the pace. So I never had to like wait for other people to be done with stuff. And if something took me a little bit longer, maybe I could also just like take it at my own pace, um, which was really, I, I really enjoyed also because I'm into so much art stuff. Like I could devote time to theater uh, instead of, because I didn't have to spend time doing homework. All my work was homework. So <laughs> then my afternoons and evenings were free to just do my own stuff. Well, lucky you. <laughs> um, next question. Were you a mathlete? If not, what was the nerdiest thing you were part of in school? Um, I was a part of the drama kids, um, which was is that surprising. nerdy? Oh, I'll allow it. That's nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Zoe? What was your most nerdy school thing? Everything. Hers is everything. I I wasn't a mathlete in high school. When I was uh, younger, I did do, I went to a math circle for fun and I took like for me questions classes for fun. I did a presentation about pi. I sung a song about pi that my dad wrote in front of everyone. Um, she did that recently. Right, you can... <laughs> I did, did it that again every recently. <laughs> What is dad's nerdiest thing that he did in high school? Well, I was in pep band. Yeah. <laughs> what is pep yeah. band? Uh, it's a band that plays during uh, sporting events. So it's it's the people who are guaranteed never to have a conflict during a sporting event <laughs> by virtue of not playing any sports. What um, instrument did you play? I played percussion. Usually drums, but sometimes you know it'd be over on uh, you know a xylophone or or bells or some some other kind of percussion. It's cool uh, if it's drums. It's not cool if it's xylophone. That's the well, line I'm drawing. Are you kidding me? Xylophones are so cool. I played a xylophone in <laughs> elementary school. Uh, <laughs> also, you were in an acapella group, right? Yes, yes, I was a founding member of uh, Controlled Mayhem. Our oh my god, I never knew that was what it was called. Um, Olivia, did you ever have a special guest lecturer come to your school and tell you to be nice? <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think. We definitely, okay, we definitely had, because my school had some uh, anti-Semitism stuff happened and racism stuff happened. Um, so we definitely had like assemblies where a group of students had to be like, okay, everyone put your flash, uh, flashlights on your phone and like put it up. Like if you've ever been bullied, okay, thank you. Put it up. If you've ever bullied someone, okay, thank you. Put it up. If you're an older sibling, okay, thank you. So we had like a lot of that kind of stuff and like cross the line and you know, all that. Oh yeah. We know stuff. cross the line. Yeah, we they decided to for middle schoolers um, to put a bunch of eighth graders in a room together with some of their parents as parent volunteers and decided to get real, real with us. And it was not a good idea. Ooh, tell um, us more. How real are we talking? 
like like they we talked about like uh like suicide and like that kind of stuff it was like very real for eighth graders um and it was tricky because like parents would be there and so like my mom was there <laughs> while I was there and so that was awkward definitely as like a angsty emo eighth grader that I was so I feel like yeah. you have things you could say on this subject uh yes we did and it was you most of the time drama no i mean like mama not, not officially but when there <laughs> when there was conflict re- i mean okay so all the facilitators in my homeschool group like had like conflict resolution like protocol that they did a, like whenever in in lieu of like like there wasn't just like detention it was like okay let's talk and figure stuff out but um I, I do think that you might have led some conflict resolution like seminars, but I don't think I was in all of them. Um, we did do cross the line and a lot of stuff like that actually in the sex ed class that you taught me <laughs> and my friends. Uh, was so stuff sorry. like you know like cross the line. It, it was it was like that same kind of it wasn't necessarily just about like sex because I'm sorry but there was nobody was, else that wanted to teach it and I had to No, be the it one. was actually probably one of if not the most fun class that we did there because it because it was a comprehensive sex ed so it was there was a lot about like gender, there was a lot about like LGBT politics, lucky and about consent. I think the cross the line stuff was a lot of stuff for like understanding consent but that was all um if there was anyone it was you <laughs> i actually just remembered something as she was talking i actually was one of those peer group uh people that were supposed to help with conflict resolution in like elementary school they had this thing called mosaic which uh there was a little song that go along with it with each of the letters so m stands for mutual respect don't put me down and don't judge me o is for open-mindedness see me for who i am and something oh, you remember s this is whole for thing self-respect a is for attitude you got to love yourself and stay positive <laughs> i is for individuality and c is for community community we come together in the places we live whoa Woo! sing it wow. <laughs> sing it <laughs> um but i was a mosaic leader and it was it was really fun because we got to for a week go to like basically a summer camp and learn like like conflict resolution stuff. But mostly it was a summer camp um, during the school year. And then we had to come back and actually apply that stuff. And that wasn't as fun. I didn't do shit. I just kind of sat there and you're supposed to wear these tie dye T-shirts. But my best friend at the time was like that clashes with my outfit because she was going through like a fashion phase. So we didn't. <laughs> And so I solved one conflict and it was a friend of mine that was like, like had a fake conflict about him playing tag. And like, so I jokingly walked them through the conflict resolution thing. And that was the only thing I actually did. Well, you can still apply that today because you clearly learned um, what all the letters stand for. Clearly learned the letters. There's other songs too that I some somehow remember. There's a song about empathy 
There was a song about. Um, oh, hold on, hold on. Empathy. What are those yeah, letters? Sing stand the empathy for? song. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like basically these two people going back and forth and being like entropy. No, 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 no. Empathy, not entropy. Oh it was God. just other words that sounded like empathy, but it. But every time they'd be like, "No, it's empathy." I don't even remember the like if there was actually a point to that song. I love that they used entropy. This was in elementary school. Psychopathy? Yeah. No. Do you guys know what empathy. entropy was? I'm gonna oh be honest. God. Like at this moment, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have been homeschooled. Well, you know what empathy is, <laughs> and that's what matters. That's exactly all right. Olivia, what was your favorite lunch food in the cafeteria? Or like describe some types of lunch food that you would have. Okay. So um, when I was at my mom's house, she would pack me a meal, which was super, super great. Shout out to my mom. Uh, When I was at my dad's house, though, as a divorced dad parent, he didn't do that. Uh, Shout out to my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so usually what I'd end up getting because the lunch lines were super super long is I we had like cafeteria lines and then we had like a snack like thing outside of the cafeteria and that was just like bagels and like that kind of stuff but they had these pizza squares they're like Sicilian slices like slices pizza squares um they taste like cardboard, but they were like super easy to eat and they were pretty cheap. And so I just would get those and have like, I don't even think it had pepperoni on it. I think it was just like a basically cheese, the smallest bit of tomato and then cardboard uh, bread basically. And I would have, I lived off of that. Um, but... When I was growing up, when I was still going to public school, um, I went back and forth between private and public schools. I remember they had and Brian, you can tell me if you remember these. These are the 80s foods. Sure. Tostadas. Yeah. It's like a Mexican pizza. And um, the Big Virginian, which was a no, ham sandwich. I do not. A ham sandwich. Okay. That's what you called a ham sandwich. That's okay. What, that's what With it was Virginia called. ham. <laughs> yeah. Sure. That's what it was okay. called. Uh, tostadas, Big Virginians. What else? And then like a bag of chips and a carton of, of milk. <laughs> I call those sandwiches. Do you want to know what I had for lunch? Shut mm-hmm. up. So sometimes we get sushi from the farmer's market. Some Fuck you. Sometimes we have a little charcuterie board with like brie and prosciutto on it. But my personal favorite was when we would have um, peanut butter and Nutella sandwiches, five baby carrots, and uh, like some strawberries. That's what we have here. <laughs> Wait, did you have Lunchables ever? I think I've had Lunchables maybe once or twice in my life, but I don't know why I would have. Maybe from a vending machine do they put lunchables in vending machine <laughs> no <laughs> but to this day one of heather's favorite lunches is totino's pizza yeah that's like a, a tostada that's but a like pizza. a like a cardboard pizza it's a cardboard pizza um olivia when you were in elementary school what did you do during recess okay so um we got really into foursquare um oh yeah i love foursquare um and it actually caused like fights between my best friends and they like wouldn't I had two best friends and they wouldn't talk to each other because of it because one accused the other of cheating or like something happened um and then I got really into warrior cats it's this book series about cats and I really liked it we had this epic a clan and I was an apprentice or a medicine cat or something 
And one of my, uh, is he a friend? I don't know. Uh, this guy I knew for a really long time was like the leader. And actually my current boyfriend was the deputy. Um, and what happened, we, we were not dating. We actually hated each other back then. Anyway, though. Um, In fifth grade. <laughs> yes, we hated each other so much. Or I hated him so much. Um, and the leader guy decided that there wasn't enough drama in the clan. So he decided to be a big old sexist and basically exile all the girls. Um, and How we had dare. this like, huge epic fight. And I, like, I had gotten into a fight with him also in second grade. And so like I dramatically was like crying. and was like, I thought you changed, but you hadn't. And I like ran away from him. <laughs> so um, a lot of acting on my part, a lot of playing pretend, a lot of four square. Um, and on rainy days, we would watch movies um, and like do arts and crafts and stuff. And oh, that was nice. nice. Zoe, what was recess like for homeschooler? Homeschool. Did you have recess? You mean life? I don't know, um, however you want to interpret it. When I was that age, we had, um, dad built me a play structure uh, castle, a two-story castle made of wood with turrets and a rope climbing thing and like a fireman's pole and shit like that in my backyard. So there were like monkey bars and some like rooms for me to hang out in. Um, I would just like walk down the street and... When my uh, friends who went to school were done with school, I would go knock on their doors. I would, I mean, I, yeah, I had, a, I did a lot of, I called it playing imaginary uh, with myself, with my friends. I just read a lot. I acted out Shakespeare plays with my Polly Pockets. <laughs> oh my God. I, I think that probably like a good half to three quarters of my day was recess. So I just did like, what everything I, I played music and I read and I hung out with people but it was it wasn't like an hour off it was like I had three to four hours on and then the rest of the time was recess but <laughs> that is not where I thought okay. that was going it's, it's not where it sounded like it was going you're like uh you're like so I had this castle so what I would do is I walk down the street <laughs> <laughs> No, and I, I played go, in the castle, I got too. a castle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I invited the children to come into my... No, it sounds weird. It sounds so creepy. I, I was, Hello, children. I, Hello, other I, children. <laughs> I, a child, invited the other children to come to my uh, very cool castle and I, make mud pies. I want to say that is exactly how... I would view a homeschooled kid as the hello other children come <laughs> to my castle please Zoe what were you in a clique and if you were were what was your role um no and I was the queen bee <laughs> you can't not be in a clique and then in our current college uh clique I don't think we have roles I think I'm the queen bee. <laughs> we don't have roles. Um, and I'm saying that because I'm and not. And she's not the queen bee. <laughs> Definitely not. What are some stereotypes about school or homeschooling that aren't true that you feel like you want to uh, do some busting? Zoe. Um, yeah, I mean, there's obvious stereotypes about homeschooling, like, homeschoolers don't have very many friends or like they're just like very 
weird and eccentric. I am weird and eccentric, but <laughs> I always had friends, really solid friend groups. Um, and also that like maybe homeschoolers don't know how to do tests or I definitely had people when I came to NYU and not like most of my most of my childhood, like most of my friends were also homeschoolers. So when I came to NYU, there were a lot of people who didn't know that I was homeschooled until I told them and they would be like, wow, I like never realized. But you're I've had so people, normal. I, no, really. I've had people I've had people say like, wow, like she was so like well adjusted for a homeschooler. <laughs> Um, but jokes on them because she's not normal. <laughs> yeah, first of all, I'm not normal. Um, but second of all, I think part of it is like I had to learn how to talk to adults at a much younger age than I think most kids who went to school because I had to, like I said, I got my classes from all different places. So I had to negotiate with like so many different adults. And often I was like one of the youngest people at classes where like everyone else went to that school and I was dropping in for one class or to that college or whatever. So I always had to be in around people I didn't know, meeting people for the first time and talking to adults. And um, and I'm also good at testing. So I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing with all homeschoolers. There are, you know, like, yeah, we don't all wear shoes super often. Um, there are certainly things about normal kids school that I don't know or things that people learned that I inexplicably don't know that my mom will make fun of me for. But I'm like, you can't do that because you're just straight up the one who didn't teach it to me. <laughs> That's All true. the responsibility lies on your shoulders. You realize um, uh, that you, uh, I mean, probably not realizing, but you you made a distinguish, you distinguished homeschooling from normal kids school. <laughs> oh, yeah, we would call it, we would call them normal kids. Um <laughs> Because I think we thought that we were the only ones who were weird. I'm not really sure. <laughs> well, I don't think I'm normal. I'm going to an acting school. She's not normal. Um, thank you. Um, uh, public school. Uh, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> um, I mean, a lot of public school stereotypes are are true uh like we do do dodgeball a lot we do capture the flag a lot i'm just thinking pe things <laughs> um i mean a lot of public school i believe uh the stereotypes are a little bit classist because um public schools look down upon a lot because it's not as good as private school or charter schools um, and that is actually on the education system and speaking as a Californian, uh, the lack of money put into the education system. Um, my public school was actually really good, as I mentioned. Um, and we had a lot of preppy kids actually at our public school. There are kids at public schools that will be preppy and that will flaunt their money and that will like be classes to other kids and stuff um so public school does have that like a private school um our public school was not known as the stoner public school but there was like one known as like the stoner public school wow. but they, the whole school like, 
not really though like they were not it just was um my school was more the academic school in the district and their school was more the artsy school in the district and so i guess it was a rumor that a lot of them smoked we smoked at our school too and there definitely were people conned into getting oregano instead of like <laughs> instead of actual weed I didn't, but there definitely were people. Wait, um, so when you were in high school, was pot legal in California? I think it was legalized when I was a senior, I want to okay. say. Um, not when I was a junior. Wow, um, you guys grew up in such a different time than we, because for us, it was like, you know, this is your brain on drugs. The devil yes. Died. No, we saw those commercials. It was, they were hilarious. Both of you can answer what did you like about your school system and what did you not like about, I mean, not your school system, but your, your school experience, either regular public school or regular homeschooling. Uh, what did you like and what did you not like? I guess I'll go first. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, yeah, I wouldn't, do it any differently. Uh, homeschooling worked out really well for me, especially just because of the position that we were in. Mom was able when I was young to like do most of my the teaching of me until I got older. And then it was a mix of a lot of different things. But like not everyone is in that position. Um, I really, really enjoyed the freedom, the one on one. Like I, you know, I was able to get ahead of grade level in but in some subjects just because I could work however fast I wanted to and then like take time off from it. Um, you know, I, I did uh, a little while where instead of doing math uh, because I didn't like it as much, but I had the leeway to do this, I just started trying to write music and now I'm a professional songwriter. Um, so I think it worked out okay and I still know math. Um, but also I do, do you? Uh, you know, you know, as I think as much as most kids do. Um, I think that it also, though, it does come from, at least the type of homeschooling I did, does come from a place of privilege. And what we were talking about with public schools, you know, like if I had gone to a public school, then all of the energy and resources uh, from our family would have been dedicated to trying to make that school good because we would have had a vested interest because I would have been there. And, you know, I think there is a problem with... with um, I don't know, like financially secure families, like taking their kids out of public schools and sending them to private schools or charter schools or homeschooling them um, because then the public schools have a real like lack of care going into them from people who have like extra to give. Um, but it's a it's a hard decision to make. I mean, I can't say like I it worked out really well for me and I'm glad that I did it for my life trajectory. Um, but I think it's a complicated it's not like without its nuances. I mean, when you were little, um, that concept was not on my radar at all, although it did become on my radar once we moved to Chestnut Hill and in Philadelphia. And I saw that the public schools really could use a lot of help. Um and I, that it started to be a conflict then. But when you, when we first started homeschooling you, I didn't even think about things like that. I think I was just like, I didn't like going to school. I didn't have a great time. Dad didn't have a great time. Both of us felt like everything we learned that we really learned, we learned on our own. And so we're like, let's just try this. And then we just kind of kept doing it. Um, but yeah, I don't think, I mean, I don't think that concept had occurred to me back, back whenever that was 2000. 2000. 
two, yeah, <laughs> two thousand six or something, yeah. But um, if I had been thinking that way, that kind of political way, it would have been, I think, a harder choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the reason I didn't want to go first is because I did not have a good experience with public school, and I was trying to think of positives. Um, I guess my family's not not art oriented. I'm the only like artist in the family. So what public school did for me was give me opportunities to engage in art. I don't know how I would have found my like way into acting if it weren't for public schools. Um, and I was lucky with my public school that had a good drama program. So I was able to do um, acting and playwriting as well, which I'm continuously doing. Good. Zoe, do you feel like you missed out on some kind of um, universal American teen experience by not getting to go to a big regular school where, you know, there was this kind of stuff going on? Uh, I think I did miss things, but I don't lose sleep over it. Um, <laughs> the the big stuff that I dreamed of doing, uh, like going to prom, I got to do because I was dating someone who went to a public school. Um, so that was, I was lucky to get to at least do that. But, you know, I was still like kind of the outsider there. I was just her girlfriend, not like someone who actually went there or knew anybody. But I think... Um, Honestly, I don't feel like I missed out on anything that I would rather have like gone to school than been homeschool. I mean, there were there were actually many points that that you guys uh offered like do you want to go to school? Do you want to like we can find a school, a public school or a private school or like wherever and and provided me options and I was the one who was like I'm really happy doing this because I think you know, I think Everything is, every educational model is going to have its issues, um, but I'm really happy with where I ended up. And most of the things that I missed out on are, I had my own weird rituals and experiences that uh, replaced them. That's true. That's true. I some I used to want to find a school that we would, that would be all of that for you, but. Yeah. But there Honestly, one. I think what I wanted was just college. Uh, and now I'm in college and I'm happy with it. Thank you so much for being on the show, Olivia. It was so great to have you and hear all about your home, your school experiences Dang. that we uh, are. No, um, thanks for helping me uh, relive my horrible high school years. You're welcome. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> like Film Fam, inspired by True Events, subscribe to hear more stories that inspired our favorite films. For photos and links from the show and other shenanigans, follow us on Instagram at FilmFamPodcast, on Twitter at FilmFam underscore podcast, and on Facebook at FilmFam Inspired by True Events. If you have any questions, comments, corrections, or films whose inspiration you'd like us to explore, you can email us at FilmFamPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Zoe. Thank you, Olivia. Thank you all for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.